Hi, and welcome back to the next delicious thing. Or welcome if this is your first time listening. I'm Jen, Jennifer Earl, and I am a food consultant and the founder of Chocolate Ecstasy Tours, which is London's first food tour business. Since 2005, I've been running chocolate tours. I also run ice cream and sweet treats tours. Each week in this podcast, I share the most delicious things that I've been tasting recently, which is often sweet things, but not always. This week, however, it is all sweet. I went to three incredible patisseries for the first time. Well, actually two for the first time, one for probably the millionth time, and they were all exceptional. I was lucky enough to get time to sit down with the French chef visiting just for the opening of his eponymous patisserie on the fourth floor in Harrods, Angelo Musa. He is honestly the humblest chef I think I've ever met. Generally, chefs have a tendency, or they have done in the past, have a tendency to be somewhat arrogant, which you probably know if you watch any TV programs with chefs. However, the next generation, I don't think that's entirely true of, certainly not true of all of the chefs that I know who work at Harrods currently, and definitely not true of Angelo, at least in my experience. We sat down and talked for a little while, so before I tell you about each of these three places, and the bakery that I visited in Buckinghamshire, which only opened eight months ago. Here's my conversation with Angelo. Please come back and listen so that you can hear my other recommendations because they are good. You can always get these via email if you go to thenextdeliciousthing.com and sign up. I send the emails every week with the list and the links. Or you'll find them on thenextdeliciousthing.com as well. Right, here's my conversation with Angelo. So I've been a pastry chef uh, since 32 years. You don't even look 32. Right now you are a pastry chef at Plaza Athene. I'm the executive pastry chef of Plaza Athene uh, since uh, seven years. What made you want to open in Harrods? Why? Uh, Because. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Uh, No, I know know Marcus, the head pastry chef from uh, Arrods and uh, we are friends and he asked me would you like to open uh, your shop in Arrods and I said uh, wow thank you Marcus and I said yes why not we spoke and I'm really uh, emotional I'm really happy I I don't have words now to explain how I feel really it is an amazing space and there's so much that you can do with it because you have this space where you can plate and finish all the desserts off Yes, it's an amazing place. They do a very good job. We have a very good team here. Yes, a beautiful space, as you say, where we can finish the cakes, where we can do a show for clients. We have a very nice trolley. Uh, we is going to keep the cake as you need to taste them. So we are really lucky. I'm really lucky. How did you decide what pastries and what the menu would look like? I wanted to show what I love, what my spirit. I tried to to show you some of the best cakes I created this uh, few years ago. We we changed some things just to give something be- different, and uh, we try to to give a different balance between chocolate, fruits. We are going to change every time with the seasons. Uh, the tartelet. Quite a few of the patisserie are award-winning and those ones I guess will stay and then you'll have a rotating selection of other things like you say with the seasons 
Is there any particular stories about how like the 100% vanilla came about? With all the cakes, you have a story. So with the vanilla, yes, we have a story because uh, I created these cakes a few years ago and uh, Mr. Ducasse tasted it. And uh, he had a very good memory. And when he asked me to come to the Plaza Atene, he, he said, uh, did you create this cake? I said, yes. And he said, I want it in Plaza Atene. So we created for Plaza Atene. We changed uh, some things. And I wanted to show you to London people these cakes because uh, the, the spirit of this cake is very interesting. You have four layers, only three centimeters, and you have only one taste with uh, four different four different textures. Crunchy, biscuit, creamy, and smoothie. Since we create this one, we create another one with different flavor. Hazelnut, pistachio, caramel, always with the same spirit. So it's the same flavor throughout, but different textures too. I love that idea. And the chocolate one is like that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we can say it's quite the same. Uh, we play. When we create cakes, when I am in the lab, I don't work, I play. It's really nice watching you because your eyes light up talking about pastry and it's so wonderful to be around people who love their job so much that it isn't work, it's play. So is there anything particular you're excited about sharing with people or that's coming up that you want to do with this space? Uh, here you can find my book. So we, we wrote a book with Celine who wrote my book. In this book you can read my story and you can find my jam because I'm doing my own jam and you can taste it. You have to, to taste. I would love to. I will include a link to the book and obviously to the restaurant as well. Do you call it restaurant? I'll include a link to both of those in the show notes. This was all so delicious. I think the chocolate or the vanilla. Normally I like varieties of flavor, but actually just having the same flavor, not exactly the same flavor, but the texture changes the flavor. Always when I create a cake, I try to... I play with the texture. It's a combination of a different texture, and the texture is very, very important for the degustation, really. It's so disappointing for me if I order a dessert and it's just one texture. It just needs something, at least a temperature change. Like, So if you have a sorbet with something creamy, that's, I mean, it's still different texture as well. I can add that we use very, very good ingredients. That's very important to give the best flavor, to be the, the best taste. It's very important. We don't play with quality. I don't play with quality. I don't want to play. Phil, one of the pastry chefs in the kitchen downstairs. So if people didn't realize that all of the pastries in Harrods are made on site in Harrods. And he mentioned that the praline for the Paris Brest, which won the best Paris Brest at the Paris Brest competition in Paris, is made with the hazelnuts uh, caramelized in a copper pan over flame. We do for the, this cake, for Paris Brest, we do uh, our own praliné. Because for me, it's very important to do this recipe because it's one of the main important ingredients in, in this cream. So for me, it's very important to do it because nobody can do as we can do pastry chef. Amazing. Thank you so much. It was so delicious. Thank you for coming. And I hope to see you soon. Okay. See what I mean? Such a nice guy. Now, the patisserie at his patisserie in the fourth floor of Harrods was sublime. 
they're all 15 pounds each. But what I loved as you listened to our conversation is that it is all about texture and using the best quality ingredients. So if you're after a treat, then do know that your money will be well spent because they are wonderful. The Ode to Chocolate, I think, was probably my favorite. The Parry Breast was excellent and the vanilla too. Also, the the Milfoy, which is made to order, had grapefruit gel and grapefruit cream alongside the vanilla um, creme patissiere and that was sublime as well. Really fresh and just the right crunchiness and acidity, perfection. I don't think I could actually choose between the three patisseries that I visited. One was not actually a patisserie. It was a preview of an afternoon tea that William Curley plans to host with Maple Canada, which is the the group that organizes the export of maple syrup from Canada. Each of the courses had maple syrup somewhere in it, but don't let that put you off. It was not sickly. It was not everything tasting like maple. There was some maple sugar on top of the scones, maple sugar in the pound cakes, like a tiny maple glaze on the most delicious tomato tart. I really loved the balance of sweet and savory. There was not a sandwich in sight. There was literally only the one <laughs> savory course, but it was perfect with like rocket salad on the side, which is what I want something fresh before having perfectly crafted patisserie. And then well, scones first, then the patisserie, then pound cake, and then chocolates. That is just my idea of afternoon tea perfection. And everything William makes is incredible. The third and final patisserie also opened in the last month, and it is Shiok. That's S-H-I-O-K by Cherish Finden, who is one of the judges on Great British Bake Off, The Professionals. She used to head up the afternoon tea at the Langham and for a long time while she was there it was one of the best afternoon teas I've ever had. I haven't actually been back for afternoon tea since she left but it was truly phenomenal. She does have an afternoon tea at the Pan Pacific Hotel which is where her patisserie is located which I haven't been to but the patisserie is almost directly opposite Liverpool Street Station on the eastern side right by the tower with duck and waffle. And there is a selection of patisserie that you need to eat there, which is around 14 to 16 pounds each. Then they have travel cakes, which look like eclairs, but they are cakes covered in chocolate and they are around 12 pounds. And then there are pineapple cookies and then a few filled chocolates as well. I tried three of the patisseries, one of the travel cakes and a pineapple cookie. Of all that I tried, the apple, which looks like a tin of apples, and the peri breast were my favorites. They were amazing. I'd also order the pistachio and raspberry cake again as well. Finally, for this week, the bakery that I went to visit in Tring is called Cultured Bakery. They've been open for about eight months. They're making their own sourdough and patisserie. Their best sellers are their donuts, just the classic vanilla, but I tried a rhubarb and custard and the filling was excellent. I also had a raspberry and pistachio Danish and 
the filling in this was also excellent. Unfortunately, I didn't eat that until it had sat in my hot car for a few hours. So I can't really comment on how crispy it is, but it was still fantastic. I still really enjoyed it and I would definitely go and visit if you happen to be in the area. It is worth a detour. If you like this podcast, please do go to Apple Podcasts and tap five stars. If you just scroll down a little bit past some of the episodes, you'll see the five stars. So if you just tap the fifth one and I would be so grateful. Please remember to subscribe as well and tell a friend. And I hope to see you at some point on a chocolate tour. This Friday, I'm running a chocolate tasting. If you email me, the next delicious thing at gmail.com or send a message at the next delicious thing, there may be some spots left. That's at 8 p.m. this Friday. I'm posting the chocolate out next day delivery tomorrow. So perhaps I will see you online. And I also have a couple of spots on the ice cream tour this Sunday, 24th of July at 2 p.m. Go to chocolateecstasytours.com for that. And I will also put a link in the show notes. Until next week, I wish you a very happy eating. <laughs>